Tim Wilson's with us along with Kate Hawksby. Good morning. Good morning. Tim, you're expecting... What, sorry? It does sound like it, that does sound like hold music. You made me laugh when you said that because I was on hold to Watercare, and I'll tell you what, the hold music on Watercare is not very good. What's the hold music like for Vector? You must have been on hold this week a bit. Have we been on hold to Vector <laughs> this week, Katie? I love it. It's a collective we there, Tim. One of us has been on hold a lot this week. I've been on hold a lot with Vector and, and the insurance company, and I've actually in my time done a lot of time on hold with Watercare as well, Tim, so I feel your pain. What are you on hold for Watercare, Tim? Oh, just just checking, just checking some transactions, just making sure the payments are going through. But I'll tell you what, I, you know, I, when it comes to hold music, I probably prefer that stuff rather than, I don't like being played Kiwi classics by sort of corporate firms that are trying to be your, pretend to be your mate by exactly. playing old Kiwi songs. It's just, admit it's hold music. We value, yeah. we value your custom. No, we'll you be don't, with you as fast as we can. Na 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 na. Okay, can you stop? So true. Precisely. Um, we've been on hold to Watercare as well, haven't we, Katie? Yeah, we have. We've had a lot of. Um, they're not had a not lot of nothing to do with the weather, though. Not there. There are other problems no. in our lives. So oh, pre the weather, pre, pre the weather, we've had Watercare, water, Watercare issues. Yeah. Did you get re- mm-hmm. resolution, Tim? Actually, I've got to say they answered the phone pretty quickly. So, you know, and solve your problem? Whole, yeah, solve the problem. Good. Got there. Uh, we've not had that level of success, have we, Katie? Mm. No, no. Resolution is, uh, is an ongoing thing for us. And okay. pretty much every time I spend my time on hold with companies, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Uh, Could that have something to do with your attitude? <laughs> no, I've got a great attitude. I, my, my, my approach is the person who's picking up the phone is not the company. They're just the poor no, who's got to pick up the phone and deal with people with problems. So I'm always trying very hard to befriend and be, you know, they're your advocate. So I try hard with them. Wise advice. Shout out to what, Vera. What what, what's Mike like? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, Katie. He's asking lots of questions and, you know, your attitude. What's your attitude like? Uh, I'm over it. It's not... It's, <laughs> it's not it's not good, uh, but we've got to say with the Vero people, they were nice, weren't yep. they? Uh, for what for a company that must be all insurance companies, I'm assuming the same, must be yep. inundated with with phone calls. Uh, the whole time was what, Katie? Thirty one. Thirty one minutes. And Vero Insurance were excellent. The woman yep. I spoke to, she was absolutely brilliant. So calm, so patient, compassionate, so kind of you know, happy to explain the situation and, and, and apologising for everybody and everything. I was like, gosh, it's not your fault. She was, like, really empathetic. She did a really great job, obviously dealing with a high volume of really emotional calls, as you can imagine at this time. Exactly. Are you unaffected in any way, Tim? I'm afraid I'm... Uh, well, not afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm relieved to say that we are, we are not affected. Good. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I, I heard that, you know, you're doing talking about uh, the... The line down on your on your road. Mm. Um, you had no power, no water. I mean, I tried to do some panic buying, but we did it too late, so we just we weren't able to buy any torches or batteries or any of that stuff. But fortunately, we weren't affected. But it's just, you know, what it's remi- it's reminded me of looking at you know that that picture of that horse on the roof mm. um, down uh, down uh, down the hall, yeah. yeah Napier. It just remind it reminds me of Hurricane Katrina, which is like it's just the, the what you think is normality is just completely turned upside down and you just don't know where it's going to strike so one house is fine the house beside it is smashed it's just Isn't that what i was saying this morning uh, the kiwi fruit crop got yeah. underway yesterday in the bay of plenty 
uh, the, the image would be that the Bay of Plenty is smashed, Coromandel smashed, Hawke's Bay smashed. Nothing, it's not true. I mean, it doesn't diminish what has been smashed. But there are you know good chunks of the country that remain, even in the worst of areas, that remain unaffected to the point where they can carry on. Thank God. And, um, yeah, I got a lovely text from a lady in Napier this morning, and she said, you know, the best thing, Kate, in not having power and not having internet and not having the TV, we can't see what's going on. So we're just carrying on with optimism and hope and as much joy as we can to help others and, 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 and remain, you know, sort of feeling as upbeat as we can because we're not, we're not getting, you know, fed. We're not seeing all the devastation. It's not bringing us down because we can't see it. We don't consume it. Yeah. Therefore, we can sort of stay on top of it, which was, I thought, a really That's good That's an attitude. insightful point. I, I just wonder if seeing too much is not healthy. Well, that's what the mental yeah, health experts so. are saying. If you're starting to feel dread with the news and you're starting to feel overwhelmed, pull back. Don't mm. consume so much of it. It's actually not for our brains to consume that much of that. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, the boss came up with an idea. I just want to toss this past you. I thought it was an idiotic idea, and I said, that's an idiotic idea. His suggestion was that you and I go to the country this weekend, start a fire with a couple of sleeping bags, and enjoy the serenity. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he saying that? Because he's an idiot. Oh, you could toast. Come on, you could toast marshmallows. That's, you sound like Mike, Jason. You could. You sound. That's you exactly. Could. You sound like Jason. You've been to the Jason you, School of Idiotic Ideas. <laughs> no, it's called. It's, it's, it's called uh, the Jason School of Optimism. That's what blow he said. Your on your, he said, pick your, your attitude. Soccer bubba. Pack up some sleeping bags. Get some firewood. Bag of marshmallows and toast your darling. <laughs> he also added, "Darling, it's been Valentine's this week." Let's enjoy our piece of paradise together in our sleeping bag with this little fire that we've lit. And I went, Jason, you're an idiot. (laughs) Here's Joe Biden who wants to join the show. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. But make no mistake, if any object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. Including ones that have clearly no threat whatsoever and may be representing recreational companies and you can see the lawsuits coming now. How embarrassing is that? Right, where were we? Um, By the way... I'm just disappointed they weren't UFOs. I thought, now's the time. This is it. Here they come. They're coming for us. You know, they are. But what was it? What's been interesting about this is like, and this sort of touches on the whole, um, you know, the discussions we've been having about the storm, etc. It shows how fragile our idea of normality actually is. Like, there's a US general, um, there was a secret memo, a guy called Mike Minahan. I, I hope I'm wrong, but my gut tells me America and China will be at war. By 2025, I don't think so. I think I've heard that, that as well, Tim. Well, he hopes he's wrong. He hopes he's wrong. Yeah. But he's got a. He's got. He's 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 telling his guys to um, practice firing a cliff off and aim at the head. That's scary. Well, that is scary, uh, and that's you could argue if you want to extrapolate that out. They got B-52 bombers landing in Darwin now, and the argument I read this week is that what the Americans are trying to do is distract China's attention down to Australia. So Australia becomes an issue, oh. and you set up your American bases in that particular part of the world. So there's a lot, a lot of that to go on. But what I find fascinating is the most powerful country in the world shoots down stuff that they then can't retrieve because it lands in the water or on an ice cap. 
and it turns out to be something they don't even know what it is, but it ain't Chinese. I mean, how backward do you have to be? And that's that's the greatest nation on earth, allegedly. But, well, it's, 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 it's comical, um, but it's also, yeah, yeah. It just, it just shows, we like to think we have control over all this stuff and the greatest nation on the earth must be uh, on top of all the details, Not blah, 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 blah. Not even close. Not even close. And like, you know, the whole, the whole, and if you've driven around America, you'd be surprised they could organise anything, to be honest. Oh, no, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> when, if you hop on a plane in America, try and get Wi-Fi in America, do yeah. anything essentially outside of Fifth Avenue or Rodeo Drive, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of America that you wonder if it's just entered the 20th century, far less, maybe even the 19th century. It's a Mate, we- I said, Absolutely. I used to live, I used to live what, um, probably five miles um, from Manhattan, and there would be a burning car on the traffic island every Sunday morning uh, mm. without fail. And um, I once walked out of my front door and found human feces on my doorstep, steaming. Oh. What about the train? Those were the days, Tim. Yeah, those were the days. What about the train in Ohio? You, you know, this thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, people's eyes are burning and people are dying and birds are dying and fish are dying. Then they held a big public meeting and go, oh, nothing to see here, folks. It's all cool. Yeah, the train people walked out, didn't they? Yeah, well, tra- train people didn't turn out, and Buttigieg didn't even turn up. Mm. And it's like, it's it's a weird place. Uh, Ed Sheeran, Katie, worth it? Um, yeah, oh, he's a great show. I, mean, I was at the show where he had the technical issue, so that was a shame because he was off for about half an hour, but, but you felt bad for him because he looked pretty unsuited. But um, he has got a phenomenal amount of energy. He must be so fit because he relentlessly moves around and moving around stage mm. for like two hours or more, non-stop. And if he's not singing, he's talking. Massive engager of the audience. It's not your cup of tea because he does a lot of that. You sing it. Now you sing it. And the audience sings it. And although Kiwi audiences seem to really get into that and love it, I know that you your argument would be, I go to see the artist thing, not to hear the perfect <laughs> thing. Exactly. <laughs> Katie, how did you get there? How did you get there and back? Oh, thanks for asking, Tim. I attempted the train, but it was so crowded, I, in the end, got a cab. And when he went off for half an hour, I convinced my daughter that that was it, the concert was over, and he wasn't coming back on. So we left, <laughs> as a lot of people did, we left a little bit early. He did come back on to acoustic for like another, I don't know, 15 yeah. or so minutes, so we didn't miss too much. But uh, we were able to just walk until we could hail down a cab. And, he, and although he, he told me uh, what would ordinarily be about a $25, $30 ride was going to be 60 I had brought cash with me, thinking I might have to hustle here to get home at some point. And I pulled out a $50, and I said, I'll give you 50 cash if you take us. And so we did the deal. (laughs) And Mike's like, that's not even a deal. It's like $10 less. But still. (laughs) Long as you're happy. Did you you see the Super Bowl, Tim? Uh, No, no, I didn't. But golly, that national anthem, I heard that. That's exactly what I'm recommending. You ever heard of Chris Stapleton? I had... don't know the guy, but what a voice. Download it. Download right. everything from Chris Stapleton. You can get your hands on it, and I guarantee you, you'll have a great weekend. Done. Done. Tim Job Wilson, done. Kate Hawksby, for another Friday morning on the Mike Hosking Breakfast.